Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Another week's gone by. That's that. Time again, we're here to talk about real money, real life. That's Tom Cock over there, and I'm Don McDonald, and this is our special Talking Real Money Christmas Extravaganza. And what is so special about this extravaganza? Well, it's just like every other extravaganza. Right, every single week that we do the show, ah. it's an extravaganza of extraordinary information related to how you deal with money and how you can get the best gift of all a great future are by there dealing no, with money better are there better. no mutual funds well there are yes, but not all of them are good yes that's and we will talk about that good lord and you are invited to talk with us about it i'm don that's tom and our phone number here is uh 877-397-5666 877-397-5666 and if it is a problem you face with the buck or two or you have a question or you want to get out of some trouble you got into or you want to avoid trouble, give us a call. 877-397-5666. And Tom, what a wacky month so far. You know, at, at this week. This uh, is a wacky month, But here's dude. here's one of the things I love. I, I, I just got back from a couple of days of a little R&R, as you know, back in, uh, in the other side of the state waiting for the snow to fall, which never did. But uh, so I get a chance to watch some of the, you know, the weird shows because my wife and, and daughter sleep in a little bit. So I get up and watch some of the <laughs> stuff that I never watched. Yeah, because you get up at like three yeah. in the morning <laughs> and everybody sleeps i love this stuff so they had a guy on this morning who said oh yeah 2015 market up about 10 percent, but it'll be wild it'll be unpredictable really, it'll go up and down really well go out on a limb there why don't you because if you go back about 100 years the market kind of goes up about 10 percent a year and it's pretty much wacky and wild along the way yeah but you know this last week yeah. was was true i mean one suddenly after all of the experts back in November, they had this big oil meet. They all got together and talked about oil prices, and only 5% of the people at this meeting thought that oil prices would go down. That tells you how bad the experts are. That means 95% say it would 95% say they'd stay the same or go up. <laughs> wow. Whoa, were they wrong? Yeah. So, and I yet, mean, man, yeah. gas at two and a half bucks a gallon? And so here, yeah, who thought? So here's what some of the things people were asking us about this week. One was, of course, Russia, which, uh, as you know, the ruble is now. I I get all kinds of varying numbers, but it's somewhere between sixty. Less sixty percent less so, yeah, value 60, compared to the dollar than it was like at the beginning of the year. I mean, it's way down from where it was. So no, I mean it's like sixty rubles to. I oh, don't okay. Know. Well, yeah. I think it's fifty percent off. Whatever it is, it, and it had a very difficult couple of days there in the middle of the week before. I guess Friday it made a rebound. But the but here's what people wanted to know: How much Russia do I own in my portfolio? Because we tell you to be globally diversified, right, all throughout the globe, and yes, some of that. 
that money is traded in Russia and in rubles. And so people yeah. worry about how much of this do I own? Well, we ran the number. We did. We actually ran the numbers on our portfolios. And by the way, folks, you, the, the of all of the emerging markets out there, Russia makes up only about 4%. Yeah, it's not a big it's deal. It's not a big chunk of the emerging. And it's considered an emerging market, by the way, despite yeah. the fact that it's ginormous. Yeah. It's an economy based on pretty much one, well, two things, uh, oil and vodka. And and the anger of Vladimir Putin. Three <laughs> <And the> things. <laughs> uh, comes in handy the holiday season. But so what? how much in our portfolios? Well, we ran the numbers. If you're 100% in stocks, it's about two-tenths of Less 1%. Less than two-tenths. Two-tenths, we'll just say for sake of rounding, yeah, two-tenths. So lower. it's not a big deal when the bottom falls out. Shouldn't be no. a big deal in your portfolio. But in some emerging market funds, I think you said the average in an emerging market fund is about 4%. Four percent of the portfolios in there. That's a lot. And there are some that have taken that that last year took some huge bets because they thought they thought. You see, this is one of the problems with trying to predict the future. They thought that economies like Russia and Mexico and Brazil would be really, really hot. They thought they were wrong. So they made big, big bets in those economies, and they got really badly burned, as did their investors. Yeah, so it was a wild week, and at the end of the whole week, the index we think you should pay attention to, the Dow Jones World Index, up 2.6%. So So the world went up, Yeah, the world went up, as it kind of does over the long haul. It wasn't the end of the world. The world actually rose. 877-397-5666. Well, you got to... I got a four-year-old and a two-year-old, and I want to start uh, some kind of savings for them to go to college. And I'm still undecisive or whether get to uh, get the get here in Washington or go with the uh, 529 plan. Oh, go 529. Go 529. Here's a way to look at it. The the fi- the the get pro it's more conservative. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you're not at all a risk taker, then you might want to go with the get. The, but over the long haul, the 529 has made has provided more money for people that are willing to take a little bit of risk by putting the money in the market. Plus, there's more flexibility with a 529. You don't know what your kids are going to want or be like in in 14 to sounds like they're having fun years. now. And and so, you know, the 529 can be used for all kinds of things in schools all over the country, even trade schools, whereas a specific state plan has to generally be used within that state's yeah. educational system. And, and that can be a very limiting factor for a kid who's, you know, a brilliant scientist and wants to go to MIT and, you know, get some sort of a deal to go to MIT. You don't want to you don't want to limit them. And also, the potential for a 529 is so much greater given the amount of time you have. I think they're liking the answer, Don. And I would go to the Utah 529 plan because it offers Vanguard and dimensional funds. You can set up these age-based programs. The costs are incredibly low, uh, and it's just really easy to do, too. You can go, yeah, you just, I think you can just type in Utah 529, right? Find it yeah, online. Yeah, just type it in Google, Utah 529. Like the state. 
even though I live here in, in uh, Washington, I can still be on the Utah program? Oh, that's a great oh, question. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, yes, uh, that is one of the things people have had a hard time understanding since these state uh, programs have been around for 15, 20 years, something. Anyway, at any rate, yes, you could be live here and use the West Virginia plan, which is another one that we have recommended as well. So, yes, that may, has no impact. My wife just had a last question. Yes. How, how much is the risk? Like, um, is there any risk of losing it all at, at any point? Losing it all? Uh, only if we get hit by an asteroid. Uh, short of getting hit by an asteroid, you cannot possibly lose it all. You really can't. The entire economy of the world would have to collapse because when you use the uh, dimensional and the Vanguard funds, you're getting massive diversification. And what they do with those age-based programs, Net, is they, they start out more heavily invested in stocks, and as the child gets older, the fund becomes more conservative. So as they start to okay. use the money, you're more at less in stocks, more in bonds, so that there's less... There's less volatility. Yeah, you're moving up and down less in the account. So I, I, I think, no, you can't lose all the money unless no. the world's economies go... And if that happens, you won't care story. where your kid's yeah. money is. You won't care. Be another set of priorities at that point. Yeah, that would be right. Okay, well, thank you very much, and thank you for taking my call. He raises an interesting, or his wife raised an interesting point, this point about risk. Our fear as investors typically is, that because we're not thinking about investing as investing, we're thinking about investing as gambling. And that they're not synonymous. Investing is not buying a single stock and then hoping it goes up and it doesn't go out of business. Or, yeah, or it goes the other direction and goes away. Real real investing is is buying the economy, is buying a segment of the economy, is building a portfolio for your risk tolerance and your age, in this case. And there is, if you're diversified, there is no chance. And, I, I, you know, I sound a little flippant when I say there's no chance except an asteroid strike, but I want everybody to think about this for a minute. Think back to the last hundred years. In, in, on this planet, there have been two giant global disasters, also called world wars, that destroyed entire nations, and yet the economy of today is more valuable than it was in 1914 or 1944 or 1974. So it's bound to grow. It has in the past. It probably will in the future. And if it doesn't you have bigger fish to fry, or you hope you have some fish to fry. Tom and Don are talking real money. The holidays are upon us, and that means 2015 can't be far behind. Seriously? Wasn't it just summer? When you get as old as you, Don, time flies. That's why we all need to stop procrastinating and start planning for the future. You know, Tom, that's a darn good idea because the future and retirement seem to be approaching faster every year. The best way to enjoy a really great retirement is by starting your financial plan, and the first step is creating a future blueprint. Yep, that's why we created My Future Blueprint at MyFutureBlueprint.com. A personalized, detailed report on your current investment portfolio and where it might take you in the future. Discover the true diversification of your portfolio, what you're really paying, and whether or not you're on track for the future. And it's the end of the year. It's totally free at MyFutureBlueprint.com. Creating these is such a time-consuming process that we can't afford to keep giving them away. So starting in 2015, My Future Blueprint will cost $199. So get one while it's free. Get yours now at MyFutureBlueprint.com. 
For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Talking real money continues. It's your life and your dough. 877-397-5666. Saturdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Jim, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, here's what I've got. It's the two-year-old and the four-year-old. My wife and I are 60. Um, she's going to retire really quickly. And I'm going to kind of reallocate my retirement money now. And here's what somebody said to me. Well, have you outperformed the S&P 500 every year? And I said, no. He said, well, why don't you know, decide how much you want to go into bonds and then go with an, an S&P 500 ETF or something and, and put some in Berkshire Hathaway. So my first question is, do you like that plan? No. No, I'm, we don't like that plan. No, I hate that plan. Uh-oh. Okay. Well, I thought we lost my it. Other question too, then, no, okay? we didn't lose it. The other question is, with my bond portion, do you like picking individual bonds? I, no. I hear different people are going back to How much money? Oh, yeah, are, how much are we talking about, Jim? How much money? It doesn't really matter, but that's really yeah, well, no, it does. It does. That's that's huge difference. If you have $100 million, yep. buy individual bonds. If you have a million dollars, no. Okay. And let's explain why. Please do. Okay. It, well, part one is it's very expensive way to operate. If you if you if you look at what the action. By the way, people buy bonds and think they're not paying anybody. No, they're paying a huge amount. Huge. Amount. You just don't see it. It's not transparent, so it's expensive. Number two, buying an individual bond is just like buying an individual stock. You have the risk of that entity. You have the risk of, in a case of a stock, of that company. When you instead own a bond fund, you own hundreds, thousands of securities. And so when the state of California, whatever, whatever, can't meet its obligations, that doesn't matter because you have another, you know, 3,000 securities around the country that are still being able to pay their obligations, okay? So for those reasons, I mean, Don, you got something more, but those are the ones... No, well, those are a couple of great ones. I mean, government bonds, you buy cheap, but what? the only time I would buy individual government bonds is is, is if I was building a bond ladder. Yeah, that's a different thing. A bond ladder makes a lot of sense to me, but going out and buying individual bonds is a lot more work, and it can be, particularly with corporates and municipals, can be very, very expensive. Expensive. And by the way, just to go back to the Berkshire Hathaway deal, oh, man. Berkshire Hathaway is so risky because it is just a few businesses, really. How many? I forget. Yes. I don't even know. I mean, but... and the guy who runs it, I, I forget his name, Warren something. I, he basically <laughs> said uh, you should just own the S&P 500. Which we think is a bad fund. idea, Yeah, too. I mean, well, you own, that's part of the portfolio, but you want to own more. Here's what, here's what greater diversification than the S&P 500 has meant. Okay. Okay. It has meant less volatility because you own more things instead of fewer things. It has to in a way, right? Because you're taking, it's less risky to own more of something than it is less. It's, and by the way, owning great by owning more small companies and more value companies, international, emerging markets we mentioned earlier, that has meant greater returns over time as well. So it's meant greater money, lower volatility because not everything goes up and down together. And that's why. And it actually is lower risk because you don't have any chance any chance of those all of those stocks that you if you own the whole planet there is no chance for every single stock you own to go under now there is the possibility albeit slight that all the stocks that Warren Buffett owns could get into trouble that's possible not likely but it is Im- literally impossible for every single company on the planet to go broke simultaneously and uh, tom tom keeps flashing pictures up there on the screen of 
of Bill Gross. Uh, okay, Bill Gross is known as what? We've said this before. As scary. Yeah. Scary looking. <laughs> well, he's He looks anyway. like he looks like Skeletor. Yeah, or he does. He's, yeah, he's he's thin. He's thin. He's gaunt. Yeah, he and he left Pimco what the, 3 months the Grim ago. Grim Reaper. 3 months he's been gone, went to uh some little mutual fund company back in Colorado. Yeah. Which is a state that people here don't. I mean, we don't pay a lot of attention to Colorado. They, their football's not very good. The weather's poor. I mean, we don't. We don't really. They got a pretty good NFL team. It, oh yeah. Okay. At any rate, uh, he left him coach holder return. But before he left, left a great legacy, and that is he he changed the prospectus that allows Pimco now the Pimco Total Return Fund, which has seen eighty five billion dollars flow out of it this year. That's eighty five. Well, it's like billion somebody blew up the dam. I mean, that's and- more money than most money managers see in a lifetime and it's all left this one fund this year it's remarkable but here's the good news for those of you still own it and think you own kind of a you know middle of the road intermediate bond fund Uh, mr gross changed the prospectus it now allows them to own more than 15 percent of the total fund in emerging markets which you've been hearing about recently right because there was a little problem in russia this week um and some of those economies are you kind know, of i thin. did hear something yeah. about that uh, markets like mexico brazil they allows them to own more than 20 percent of the bond port this is a bond portfolio in short-term bonds issued by those governments they're called emerging markets bonds they're kind of risky and they own them in the local denomination. So when things like this week happened, when the Russian ruble took the big dive, guess what? Your portfolio headed south, too. And so this is crazy. I mean, why would you own a bond fund that does that kind of thing? This is Bonds should be the safe part of your portfolio, Don. Well, and, and the other thing about this fund is why would you own it at all? I don't understand it's it. It's everywhere. It has a, it's it, in exactly. every 401k plan. It's got a huge turnover, 227% turnover, ridiculous fees. Yeah. Uh, they uh, they have bonds of every type, shape, and color, and it's just a mess. It's a mess. It's not conservative. It's scary. I, ooh, and by I, the way, here's my take still saying the same thing. It's being run by the marketing department because they need to keep some of that money in there. They're going to take more risk with that money because guess what? They need to look better than just the regular garden variety of bond funds. So and that's they can the go only to way to make more. Yep, that's the take more risk. Yep. You make more money. Maybe. Maybe. Give us a call, 877-397-5666. Colleen, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, hi, thank you for taking my call. I wanted to know if you have any resources for uh, non-need-based scholarships, uh, websites or um, people that want wow. to, to you know, know how to... Well, they're going to they're be different all over the country. And so your best oh, bet... Yeah. It, it, yeah, but what I'm saying is you're going to find that, that they're different in every community. In my little community, we I mean, I'm in a small, small town, and literally we just went asking around uh, people who were in clubs and organizations. I sent, put my daughter on the phone, my wife got on the phone. We just started asking these groups if they had scholarships. Started act- asking community organizations and clubs and and uh, uh, went through an educational association in our county that had some resources. We did talk to counselors. Uh, they you know, did yeah, 
have some right. resources. By the way, and I because th- I, earlier somebody said the schools don't help you. I don't. I think that's wrong. The high schools now spend a lot of time laying out here are all the scholarship opportunities, especially the local ones. See, and if the high schools don't have it, the school district itself may. That's have. and th- they usually have a foundation. And I'm as I say familiar with this because I'm involved with a local. I have my own little um, little scholarships I give out every year, and those go through a local high school, a local school foundation where they go out to the kids and they say, hey, you ought to apply for this. Here's the criteria, and here's how right. much money they're giving away. So I agree with that. I with would Don. start with your school board. That's where I would actually start. Either start with the counselor or go to your school board and say, do you have an educational foundation that helps most find do. scholarships? And most do. Okay, that's terrific. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you. And that brings us to something else for the holiday, Don, and that is we you can still do the Roth IRA gift. Oh, it doesn't sound very sexy. I mean, it's not as good as an Xbox for a young person. Oh, but, man, when you're gone so in 40 years, they're going to think you're the greatest person ever. And now here, we talked about this last year. A Roth IRA grows tax-free, tax-free, when you and when you take the money out, no taxes. There's nothing else like that in the world, folks. So if there's a young person in your life who has some earned income, they have to have earned income, they can put that amount of earned income away in a Roth IRA. Maybe they they don't have the money anymore. Maybe they did buy the Xbox, but you have the money. You can go to TD Ameritrade, right, Don, and open Correct. up a Roth IRA. It's a free account, by the way. It's a totally free account. We haven't account. figured there out how they make no, money on this. There one. is no minimum. <laughs> The only minimum is that you must buy at least one share of an ETF. Yep. So, but look at this. If you put five hundred dollars into something like uh, a World Index, the, what is the, the which is the the VT, ETF? the Vanguard World VT? Okay. World ETF. Uh, you put that in for a twenty-year-old right now. Yeah. And that's all you do for them. That's it. You do that. That's the, the what an Xbox with a couple of games. By the time they retire at sixty-five, at even at eight percent a year, which is below what the VT or funds like it have done in the past, eighteen thousand dollars from just that five hundred bucks. There you go. I guarantee you that Xbox, even if it's in pristine condition, is not likely to sell for eighteen thousand bucks forty-five <laughs> good, years good from chance. now. Good chance from there. So go, go, get that done. Your your shopping days are not over. You can go to TD Ameritrade, great, set up a Roth IRA, and buy the VT ETF. Get the young people started right down the road to success. Tom and Don are talking real money. For years, Vanguard has told you to invest on your own in low-cost index funds. So it might surprise you that a recent Vanguard study found that investors who use low-fee financial advisors make on average about 3% more per year than those who don't get professional help. Why? The study found that advisors help you create a better portfolio for your needs and risk profile, maintain the proper balance, and keep you from making emotional decisions. I'm Don McDonald from Talking Real Money, and my company, Vestory, is one of those advisors. We can help you develop a long-term financial plan plan, construct a risk-appropriate portfolio, deal with the ups and downs of the market, and create a livable income in retirement. We use low-cost index-style mutual funds and never try to time the market. And we're required to act in your best interest. Let us help you build a better future. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Build a great retirement with the right portfolio, an advisor that acts as your fiduciary with low fees and low minimums. Find out more at TalkingRealMoney.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Your life, your money, and all the things you do with it here on the show. And remember, you can call us on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific at 877-397-5666. Or you can send in questions 
online at our website, TalkingRealMoney.com. And Tom, one of the questions that comes up this time of year, a lot of people are wondering, uh, is there anything I can do? We've got less than two weeks left. Is there anything I can do to improve my tax situation next year? The answer is yes. And there is still time. There's still time. Four. So, it, it, but you got to have some losses. Yeah, well, That's no, here's, okay, yeah, that would that but here's here's you can do still do and you should if it's on your list charitable contribution. So I just wrote a check to a charity that's near and dear to my heart. I also have a pickup scheduled at my house for the day after Christmas. We're giving away a lot of stuff to charity. All the Christmas presents I hope are so. going out I to the so. truck. <laughs> you know, there, there's my nickname. Uh, but there's lots of, th- and by the way, here's another one. You can defer income. So it, it, in, in my case, we have some money from another business. We're not going to take that until 2015 because you, you, then you can push that off to the next tax year, correct? Right. And yeah. then there's tax law selling. Yeah. If you have securities in for and it's this works well with ETFs and with indexed style mutual yes. funds because if you have a segment of your portfolio and it, some of you do where you'll have some European assets or something that uh, are Asian assets emerging markets assets international that are small down, yeah where, where the value is down you need a write off you don't even have to have capital gains to take some of this off of your taxes you can deduct up to three thousand dollars against ordinary income so you could take a three thousand dollar tax loss then immediately find a similar etf or mutual fund preferably with little or no transaction fee and move that money into that similar product as long as it's not identical and park it there for 31 days and then move it back into the fund that lost money and take that three thousand dollar deduction it's overlooked tax loss harvesting harvesting but yeah. you 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 cannot take more than 3000 unless you also have ca- realized capital gains it's dollar for dollar though against realized capital gains so if you have a $10,000 loss and you have $7,000 in capital gains then that entire loss becomes in essence deductible you can offset the capital gains and then use $3,000 against ordinary income in the other case, though, let's say you had a ten thousand dollar loss that you took, and you only had you had no capital gains. That loss can carry forward over the the subsequent years. So you can use three thousand this year, three thousand next year, three thousand year after, et cetera. I want to mention one other thing that comes up a lot is the four hundred one k. You can only make contributions for twenty fourteen in twenty fourteen, but in a Roth IRA or IRA, you can make those until April of next year, April 14th of 2015, that are still 2014 contributions. Right. But a couple of things to be aware of with IRAs. A lot of people get these confused. If you want a tax deduction, you would use a regular IRA. Yes. That will get you a deduction. But when you take the money out, it will be taxed as ordinary income. If you want the money to be tax-free at retirement, and we think this is a huge advantage to people who are young particularly, then you fund a Roth IRA. 
a Roth IRA, you, you you will have to determine if you're older and you're in a higher tax bracket, you will need to sit down and determine and guess really which is more advantageous to you, whether it's better for you to take the tax deduction and pay taxes down the road. And it may be that that's the case. If you're in you're in your fifties and you're at your your highest earning years, you're at a huge bracket. You may want to take the deduction if you're eligible and then uh, wait when you take the money out and hope that you have a, a lower tax bracket at that point. So you do have to do some calculating to determine that, but you need to know the difference. Roth IRAs, no deduction. Regular IRAs, an immediate deduction in uh, this tax year. And we mentioned earlier, great, still time to do that great Christmas gift for a young person. That is setting up the Roth IRA. And as Don pointed out, you can go to TD Ameritrade. You can open a Roth IRA for someone there. No minimum. No minimum. And you can buy VT. No fees. VT. V is in victory. T is in Tom. That's no an transaction It's crazy. I don't, I'd, I'd love I to know. I don't know how they make money. Yeah, I'd love to know where the profit for them is on this. But you can open that up, and uh, away you go. You can put up whatever, they earn, whatever that person earned this year. You can put up to that amount in the Roth IRA with the cap at... I always forget the fifty five hundred dollars. Fifty five hundred and over sixty, we, over fifty at sixty five hundred. Exactly, yeah, that's correct. And and we're coming up on the end of another segment, but uh, fund those IRAs or Roth IRAs. It's going to require a little predictive capability. You're going to be in a higher tax bracket in the future than you are now. If you're going to be in a higher tax, if you think you'll be in a higher tax bracket in the future than you are now, then a Roth makes more sense. If you're higher now than you might be in the future, then a regular makes more sense. It's you know, it's still a guessing game. And we're going to help you guess. All you have to do is call. Saturdays, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, 877-397-5666. Talking real money. The holidays are upon us, and that means 2015 can't be far behind. Seriously? Wasn't it just summer? When you get as old as you, Don, time flies. That's why we all need to stop procrastinating and start planning for the future. You know, Tom, that's a darn good idea because the future and retirement seem to be approaching faster every year. The best way to enjoy a really great retirement is by starting your financial plan, and the first step is creating a future blueprint. Yep, that's why we created My Future Blueprint at MyFutureBlueprint.com a personalized, detailed report on your current investment portfolio and where it might take you in the future. Discover the true diversification of your portfolio, what you're really paying, and whether or not you're on track for the future. And it's the end of the year. It's totally free at myfutureblueprint.com. Creating these is such a time-consuming process that we can't afford to keep giving them away. So starting in 2015, My Future Blueprint will cost $199. So get one while it's free. Get yours now at myfutureblueprint.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And you are invited to talk about it with us at 877-397-5666. That's uh, 877-397-5666 on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific. Give us a call. It's pretty easy. Ken, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, how are you guys doing today? We're doing great. Merry Christmas. Thanks for being part of Talking Real Money. How can we help you? Um, well, I wanted to ask uh, earlier, you mentioned about the, uh, you know, being with someone like Edward Jones or something like that. Yes. And I currently have a 529 for each of my kids in with Edward Jones and a Roth IRA for my wife. Um, I'm going to be switching jobs, so I'm going to have a decent size 401k to switch over. 
Don't give and it to the don't I give it to the Ed to, Jones guy. So what's the? Uh, I guess I'm just wondering what's what, what do you? Mean? Yeah. Great question. Well, we lost we lost him too for some reason. Oh. I don't know what happened. Well, we switched lines. Some, anyway. So oh, the something's qu- going on with yeah. the phone line. So, okay, so let's go through the difference between hiring. If, if you're going to have somebody else do this for you, right. okay, the difference between hiring somebody in the brokerage industry versus hiring a registered investment advisor. Go ahead. And I wish he was still here yeah. because I'd like Hopefully to ask him a few back. other questions. Yeah. But here's my guess. I mean, I'm going to just guess, Ken. I'm going to guess that you uh, your, your accounts have funds from uh, American Funds or Oppenheimer. Putnam, maybe. All of those are fully loaded funds at uh, five and a half to five and three quarter percent, and they tend to have very high expense ratios from about three quarters of one percent to about one and a half percent per year. Uh, that's expensive. That's a lot of your money going. We got away. we got Ken back, by the way. Okay, Ken. Ken. Ken, are you there? Yes, sir. Sorry, we're sorry okay. we lost did, you. I heard. Did you hear? Did you hear my guess about the funds? I am an America Fund for both of the five. Ah, How did, how did big I know? How Do you know that? that they get a kickback from American Funds for selling those to you? It's even in their even in their uh, prospectuses. Uh, Does that they, come out of my investment, though? It comes out of some of the money you pay to American Funds. They kick back to Ed Jones, and plus yes, you paid Ed Jones. You paid Ed Jones five and three quarter percent to get into that. What? Seriously? Say that again. Say, give us the comment when we told you that. What? What? Yeah, thank you. That's perfect. Okay, yeah, so here's five and three quarter percent and of your money our went guest to them. Last week, who's one of the America's top experts on mutual funds? What did he say about hiring somebody who has a commissionable product? There is huge amount of risk anytime there's a commit. There's the, that conflict created by the person who wants to sell you something. So that is a problem. Number two, Ed, no one at Ed Jones is required to live up to a thing called the fiduciary standard. They're not required to put your interests ahead of their own, okay? Number three, even the funds. You mentioned American funds. I don't know what the expense ratio, Don. I mean, the uh, average... American ex- funds expense ratios runs from about 0.7 to 0.9. They're more expensive than owning index mutual funds, even if you Which go hire run, an advisor. Index funds run from 0.5 to 0.9. Uh, 0.05 to 0.5. And here's the kicker. They actively manage funds over time, have underproduced index funds over a very long... And so that's the problem we have with them. And when you so bring do you, that... Do you have a list? If if I'm... Let's say I live in Bonnie Lake. Do you have a... Uh, do you have some source where someone you guys recommend to use? We do, actually. Uh, if you go to TalkingRealMoney.com and you go to the read section of talkingrealmoney.com i have we have a list of advisors in the seattle area that we think uh, are fiduciaries who use uh, scientific passive investing principles and who we have good confidence will do a good job for you uh, it's also something you can do on your own it just it the these guys you're you're making a living for the guy at Ed Jones. You're real and that's okay as long as it's all disclosed, but apparently there's a lot of stuff from the from your what uh comment. There are a lot of things that aren't being disclosed and boy, he's gonna be chomping at the bit when it's time to get his hands on that four oh one K because he's gonna make some huge commissions. Heather, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Thank you. What can we do Hello? for you, Heather? Hi, Heather. Oh, sorry. Hi. Hi. So I just, um, I was listening to you guys talk about Roth IRAs. And uh, um, last year, I, because 
everybody says you should, I was 39, so max out my Roth IRA. And so I did that in December, not knowing I had till April. And then this year I was going to do it again. And I logged into Fidelity because all my business, all my work stuff goes, my 401k and all that is through Fidelity. And I put it in a 2040. That's when I'm going to retire. You did a target fund. Um, Yeah. Yeah. A target fund. And so I logged in to, to, I just went through Fidelity just because I'd have everything all kind of consolidated. And I realized I made 56 cents last year (laughs) because I didn't, know that I had to tell them to put it into something. I, it was just So it's been cash, sitting in cash, something. yeah. Oh, yeah, you had a money that. market. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, you know yeah, what? You're still young. It's okay. So, well, thankfully, yes. But so why hear you guys talk about, you know, get you know if you're young, Roth IRA is the way to go. But the, mm-hmm. for the people like me who don't know anything about investing, they, not only do you have to put money in a Roth, but then you also have to put it into something. Oh, that's a very good <laughs> point. Well, <laughs> and you make a great point, Heather. You know, we, we talk, and, and, and we're doing people a disservice by doing this to some extent. We talk a lot about doing this on your own. Yeah. But it's hard, right? Confusing. Yeah, I know no- yeah, it's so confusing. I didn't know what to do. So this year, I when I realized we only made fifty six cents, I said, "Cool, can we at least put it into my target fund?" Because I don't, I don't know where to put it. I, I thought that the four line. I mean, I thought a Roth IRA was just a bunch of mutual. Like I, I don't know what I, I thought. Yeah, they'd put uh, it in I, I totally IRA understand. Sim- that is simply the vehicle that allows whatever you're invested in there to grow tax free. Conversely, if you had it in a regular sort of a brokerage account. Anything you did inside there would create a tax consequence. So that's simply the type it's of account you It's just the bag. Yeah. It's the big bag in which you put your investments. Can we get you to hang on? We'll take this up. We'll continue with this conversation here. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Welcome back to the holiday extravaganza version of Talking Real Money. We're here to help you deal with money and avoid some problems along the way. And we're talking to Heather about putting her portfolio together with Fidelity. She left it money market. And I t- Heather, I totally understand. Yeah, People don't understand the yeah. difference between you know the IRA account and the IRA investments. But let me just help you out a little bit. Um, and now it, let me ask you a question first, though. If at some point now you understand that no one can predict the future, right? Right. Okay. Stock markets go up and down, right? Sure. They go up more than they go down. They always have. We don't know about the future, okay. but if they go down more than they go up, then we go to zero and we have bigger problems than our investments because <laughs> then the economy of the globe <laughs> yeah. collapsed. Mm-hmm. So right. if, if five years from now, two years from now, 12 years from now, the, your investment portfolio in this Roth IRA dropped by 50% in just a year, would you panic and sell? How old will that? How, when? We don't know. Like, could be could be next year. Could be five years from now. No, not next year or five years from now. Okay, good. Because, because you're going to make it more conservative as you get older. When yeah. you get older, you're going to make it more conservative. Here's what I would suggest okay. you do. This, this is going to make your life really easy. You got a pen, easy. something to write down? Instead of doing a yeah, target I got, fund. I got a pen, paper, I'm ready to go. Oh, here we go. Instead of using a target fund, which just sort of arbitrarily decides when you should be where and doesn't give you the right asset allocation, in our opinion, start simple right now. You're going to learn more with time. As you listen to us, you're going to get better at this. But start now with two funds. Two mutual funds in your Roth IRA. The first one is oh, Fidelity. This is just in my Roth. This, this is, is just in your Roth. Yeah, we don't know what we don't know what funds. We don't know are what's available. available in your 401. You could send that to Roth, us. Yeah. Use Fidelity Spartan 
total market index fund. What is it? What's the ticker? F F S T M X. F S T M X. So one half of the money goes in. That and this fund. is for both you and for Ken, who called with the Ed Jones account. Oh yeah. The commission true. on that is zero, and the oh. annual expense ratio is point one percent. Wow. wow. One that's great. tenth of one percent. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Keep that money in your pocket. F S T M X. F S T M X. That's the first half of the portfolio. The other half of it will be in the Fidelity Spartan International Index. This so you're going to have a hundred percent in stock, so it's going to be up 50% and down U.S., lot. 50% international. That one is F-S-I-I-X. F-S-I-I-X. It okay. is a no-load fund with a two-tenths of 1% expense Gee, ratio. Oh, that's great. You leave okay. these alone for the next 20 years? Yeah, that's a long time to be okay, in an all-equity portfolio. Yeah, maybe at 50. I don't know. You're not going to... You'll know. When you, when you need to start becoming a little less risky, you start moving some of this money, you start taking some of the gains, and you put it into some very high-quality, short-intermediate government bond funds with Fidelity. Done! Okay. But for right now, you're in two mutual funds, so take every dime in that account. And by the way, if you're going to make a contribution... The sooner you make it, the well, better. Yep, no, put the money in and then buy these two funds. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, I already put the money in, and, oh, okay. I, and I had them put in the 2040, like, last week, because I okay. didn't want to... Okay, so you're going to you're gonna sell the 2040. Okay, they're okay. going to do that, right? You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna tell them to do okay. this, and then you're going to say, okay. put half of what I whatever, all the proceeds, all the cash, everything, half in the one fund, F-S-T-M-X, half in F-S-I-X-X. F-S-I-I-X. F-S-I-I-X. <laughs> Tom is, Tom is really... Tom, and X's Tom's in, in trouble past two letters. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, and, okay. and then you're going to have a fairly, that's a pretty good portfolio, actually, and well, very inexpensive. Very inexpensive, yeah. yeah. Okay. So then when, so my husband was going to get, so he was going to max out his this year, start one, so uh-huh. I'll just have him do half his and same thing? Same thing. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Oh, For now. Okay. By as the way, you learn more, you may want to diversify more. Uh, as you as you grow this portfolio, you, you don't know, but keep listening and keep reading. There you go. You know, all these holidays right here around and this And Don time mentioned something earlier that I think is worth repeating. What? You and your wife have agreed not to exchange gifts, which I think is no. very yeah. cool because yeah. it's cheaper. But if you're going to do a gift, I came up, this came up with my daughter. I said, just make me something. She's almost 30. So I don't do that oh, with the art one. projects anymore. <laughs> Still, I think those are the greatest gifts. And I said, then get a picture and frame it, something like that. Enjoy Check each us other. Out. Check us out. You can read our newsletter at uh, realinvestingjournal.com or everything is at talkingrealmoney.com, talkingrealmoney.com. For years, Vanguard has told you to invest on your own in low-cost index funds. So it might surprise you that a recent Vanguard study found that investors who use low-fee financial advisors make on average about 3% more per year than those who don't get professional help. Why? The study found that advisors help you create a better portfolio for your needs and risk profile, maintain the proper balance, and keep you from making emotional decisions. I'm Don McDonald, and my company, Vestory, is one of those advisors. We can help you develop a long-term financial plan, construct a risk-appropriate portfolio, deal with the ups and downs of the market, and and create a livable income in retirement. We use low-cost index-style mutual funds and never try to time the market. And we're required to act in your best interest. Let us help you build a better future. Go to Vestory.com. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Build a great retirement with the right portfolio, an advisor that acts as your fiduciary with low fees and low minimums. Go to Vestory.com. That's 
theveststory.com.